listening to the new Married to Change Radio revamped on Anchor. It's so good to have you guys back with us. This is your girl, Infinity Blue, coming at you live. That's right, Married to Change is back, and we're better than ever. Uh, we've had a few stumbling blocks, and we can't let that keep us down. The mission still stays the same, so we're back on the airways, back here in July 2018, doing it real, real big on the ones and twos. Uh, I just want you guys to know a little bit about what's going on and how the changeover happened. Um, we want to bring you guys more shows. We want to bring you guys more of your favorite hosts and hostesses from Married to Change Radio. And what better way to do it than to get on a free platform where we can broadcast as much as we like, whenever we like, whatever time we like. And you can go back and listen to the archives as much as you like. So this is our gift to you. Uh, a gift of, of heart, of soul, of love, of abundance, because that's where we're all headed for in this time. And I want you guys to realize that it's no place that we'd rather be than broadcasting live to you. There's going to be so much to expect from Marriage to Change Radio Revamped. There are so many new people jumping on, uh, so many uh, connections being made across the globe. We could not be in a better position than where we are now grabbing hands and linking hands with people all over the world. Before we got off of the airways, you guys know we had reached Ghana, Costa Rica, Canada, um, London. Now we've reached Egypt. We've reached uh, St. Lucia. I mean, we have really decided to just extend our, our arms as far as they can go. And guess what? People are grabbing back. So I want you guys to just sit back and relax as you listen to the first new episode of Married to Change with your girl, Infinity Blue. I'm so happy to be back with you guys, and um, let's get started. Dirty computer walking by If you look closer, you'll recognize I'm not that special, I'm broken and slowly the bugs are in me
is it possible, just possible, that what we're seeing in this shift going on across the globe right now is the true interpretation of the meek shall inherit the earth. Because as I was sitting in my meditation just now, I heard that 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 has been misinterpreted. Those that phrase has been misinterpreted even by myself uh, in the past up until this moment. And uh, to hear the actual interpretation of it is is something quite breathtaking. And I I thought I should share. Um, I'm I'm learning as I'm evolving and growing that the only way that mankind will be able to survive is to be meek enough to work together, to regrow and to re-flourish and to re-bear fruit where there has been destruction. We have to be able to grab hands no matter what race, creed, uh, uh, sexual uh, preference, Whatever it may be, we we have to look at one another as brother and sister and rise from the ashes more humbly, more less materialistic, less consumer-driven than we were before the actual disaster occurred. So when civilizations fall and crumble, it's because, and I'm, I'm sure you're seeing, you know, the government and different things just kind of falling apart. Uh, stores coming offline that have been online forever. Things that just have been around aren't seeming to work anymore. And that's because we've reached a point of evolution where now we have to rise from the ashes as something a bit more humble and a bit more willing to work together for the survival of our race. The meek shall inherit the earth. Grab a pen and a notebook. It's time for your favorite segment on Marriage to Change, Remedies in Five. Did you know that that ailment that you're dealing with right now, you may already have the remedy for it inside of your home? What do I mean? Did you know that a common toothache, an ear infection, all the way down to a sour stomach can be cured by things that you already have in your kitchen cabinet or maybe in your fridge? If you didn't, you might want to take a little bit of time out with me today, just during this segment, just to find out a little bit about what you can do at home before you head out to the doctor's office. This is not medical advice. I am not a medical physician in any way. I am just letting you know that in my own experience and in raising a child of my own, there's been several remedies that I've been able to look up on the internet and find out that, hey, the remedy was already at my house before I headed out to the pharmacy or before I headed out and paid that big doctor bill. If you do have something serious going on, though, it is very, very important that you seek medical attention. Today on Remedies in Five, we'll be tackling that pesky thing that we call heartburn. That's right. Have you ever had that really saucy meal and then tried to go to bed and you just could get no sleep because there was no way in the world you could get comfortable after all that acidic sauce that is just steady laying on your stomach, not, not, not being able to be digested. It's just there. It's sitting. 
Ugh, I've had one of those nights myself. Here's ways that I have found my way out of those situations and into a wonderful night's sleep afterwards. Things like unfiltered apple cider vinegar are really good for your heartburn type situations. Also, homemade yellow mustard, one teaspoon only. Aloe vera juice is great for heartburn, as well as adding a probiotic to your daily diet. Before each meal, you might want to try a licorice, licorice tablet. You can also try three to four pieces of almonds after each meal, and that should really, really help do the trick. There's also different types of teas that you can try. There's chamomile tea, ginger root tea. There's also slippery elm tea, as well as fennel tea. They all deal with heartburn. And then you can work your way back around to the baking soda and lemon juice blend. That seems to be a really big favorite amongst people. They seem to really get a lot of relief after that. And then after that, you could try maybe fermenting vegetables. And if you just get down to the bare minimum of it and you don't want to do too much, you can always have a, a banana or an apple. And that should kind of calm down that acidic feeling that you have and help you get a good nice rest. You're now back listening to Married to Change on Married to Change Radio Revamp with your girl, Anthony Blue. Meaning the destruction of borders and the grabbing of hands across nations to say this way wasn't working. It never worked. Maybe we need to come up with a re uh, with a, a team that can help us rebuild in a more efficient way. And in order to do something that big, you know, egos have to be dropped, and there has to be a humbling of of the self to such a degree that I don't know everything. I know some of the puzzle, but I think my brother here in Egypt, or here in Iceland or my sister that lives in London might have the other piece to the puzzle. And then when we start connecting all of these pieces, we, we begin to understand that, okay, there are things that need to be replanted and regrown. There are things that need to be um, addressed uh, when it comes to our air, our water. Are we taking the best care of these things? Are we taking the best care of ourselves? Everything is, is based off of frequency. So are we harmonizing with the earth? Or are we disrupting her harmony? You know? And I think that in order to even be able to tap into to something that big, you have to be willing to move yourself all the way out of the way and say, you know, listen, am I adding to the problem? Or am I part of the problem? And I would say 90% of us maybe 10 years ago, would have been like, I'm not the problem, I'm the solution, I'm this, I'm that, look at my Instagram, look at my Twitter, look at my, and you know, you understand where I'm going with this. Look at how many likes I get. But, if these things should fade, what connection will we have with one another? Besides, oh, well, I just lost everybody on my Facebook list, so I gotta start over. Did you make any real connections? 
Did you grab any hands and say, hey, you know, I'd like to meet one day. You make me want to know what, you know, going to Costa Rica might feel like. I mean, I, I like your vibe, you know. Um, and then you talk to somebody from London and you're like, oh, I could go there and probably be myself for the first time. Because in America, you know, I'm considered, I guess, not the norm or not the most wanted or not whatever. But in London, I might be considered the cat's meow, so to speak, or, um, you know, something wonderful. Sometimes it's even about relocation because you might be about around a bunch of negative people, a bunch of egotistic people that will never be willing to even have or listen to a conversation like this. But you are. You're here. You're listening. Are you part of the problem or the solution? It's about getting completely naked at this point. And let me tell you why. Because that also is, is part of the meek inheriting the earth. You being able to come out of the facades and just be. And just offer what you can, what, what was put inside of you. Not because of how much you make, how many zeros are on your paycheck, um, how many commas, okay? But because you know that you're absolutely in alignment with all that you should be on this planet. That you're not hiding any of your gifts from your brothers and sisters, hoarding them for yourselves, but contributing to a better future. Not just for you, not just for your family, not just for your community. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't think that big, right? I can't think about, you know, my friend Muhammad and his family over in Egypt because I can't get over there and, you know, they do a whole other thing, you know? No. I'm thinking about him because he's part of my family. Because family is not defined by borders, nor blood type, nor DNA. I've met some of the most amazing people that I call, that I'm lucky, I'm honored enough to call my family. And they do way more for me than my family does for me. So, and I talk to a lot of people that tell me that they've done this in their life. That their true family came when they got to know themselves and love themselves and honor themselves. Be daring enough to come up with their own belief systems form their own opinions about the world, not what their parents put inside of them, not what they were pre-programmed. Because between the ages of zero and seven, you are basically the equivalent of a supercomputer, okay? And your life basically is a reflection of the way your supercomputer was programmed when you were a child. If those programs no longer serve you or they're not serving your very highest good, it's time to go get a pen, a piece of paper, or a pen and a notebook and start writing down the things in your life that just no longer seem to fit, never never did. Oh, I got this from my mom. I got this from my dad. And hey, you know, it's just never worked. And here I am, such and such age, and by the time I get such and such, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to accomplish this by then. I want to be further than where my parents were when 
I, you know, came along or further than my parents were at my age. There's nothing wrong with thinking this way. We have to think bigger. We have to think in terms of we are all one family and the survival of everybody in Florida had to do with a strong amount of communication when uh, a specific hurricane came through. You understand what I'm saying? Because it brought dangerous conditions. So being able to listen and pay attention, to be tapped into your intuition, your, your highest self for your very highest good, meaning if it's a storm coming your way, your, your gut has gotten a feeling, you've already made pre preparations, and you will be somewhere else when that wind blows. You understand what I mean? Because that's an internal system that was built into us. Pre-built into us to navigate and to help us guide and help us understand and, 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 and navigate a bit better. And we just turn it off. We just turn it right off. And, and the meek inheriting the earth are the people that are turning it back on, understanding that, listen, this was the worst plan we've come up with yet. It didn't work. Everybody knows it. <laughs> we got to do something different. And we got to work together to do it. Guess what? I'm in. I'm all the way in. How can I be of service to you? Pay it forward. It's not a random act of kindness. It's a lifestyle. As a matter of fact, I have a couple everyday heroes that I, I tend to see on a daily basis. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you may see me share a status that you may have posted or um, share a story that I think is just heartwarming. There are so many everyday heroes out here, what I like to call earth angels, people who are just there at the right time, at the right place to just do something monumental, something epic, something heroic, and it will not get media coverage. And I feel like this platform is a wonderful place to do to, to give that, that coverage and to give that um, notoriety to those beings because something just as simple as uh, giving someone that is elderly your chair on the bus or your seat on the bus so that they won't have to stand. Um, you know, to me, that's heroic. Along with things like, um, you know, helping people, you know, put groceries into their cars. I mean, it does not have to be uh, a, a monumental just uh, thing that, that you're doing because to me, the simplest things matter. It's those little tiny just thoughts of someone else that make someone's day. And to me, pay it forward, that, that's, that's everything that it means. So paying it forward is not a random act. It never has been. It's a lifestyle that every single one of us, if we dared to do it, if we dared to open the car door for someone, if we dared to do things like um, uh, just pay someone's grocery bills, or if someone is short $5 and you happen to be in the line behind them in the grocery store and, and, and you actually have that extra $5, why not? Why not? Do you not understand 
that by giving that little bit, whatever that little bit is, you are attracting a whole lot of, 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 of karmic, um, supreme uh, reward just, just from being and doing in the moment. Not because you're going to get any notoriety from it. You never know if, if, if anyone is even paying attention, but you know, and that's what matters. And to me, when I see people like that, when I see people like that in public, I like to take pictures of it. I like to, to take a mental note of it. Like, I don't care what anybody says about how the state of the world is in. When you see things like that, you know that we are no, 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 nowhere near being doomed. Because the human soul is alive and breathing and well, and it's getting stronger and stronger every day. Every day, the more they try to push racism on us and, and things like that, guess what? It's not working. It's actually making us grow closer to one another because we realize that without one another, we cannot survive. Speaking of which, here's an everyday hero that went viral because of his random act of kindness or either his heroism, whatever you want to call it. But this young man, 22 years old, not only did a random act of kindness that touched the world's heart, but it changed his life forever, as well as the child that he saved. Check it out. This is the video that went viral in France at the weekend. Mamadou Gassama scaling a four-storey building with his bare hands in a matter of seconds to save a child hanging from a fourth-floor balcony. Gassama is 22 and arrived in France in September from Mali with no papers. By Monday morning, he was being received by Emmanuel Macron at the presidential palace as a hero. He told reporters that when he saw the child, he didn't think twice. I'm happy now, I'm very happy. He's very happy about what he did. He was eating at a restaurant with his girlfriend. He wanted to watch the Champions League when he heard people honking and yelling. So he went outside, looked up and saw the child. What did he think? He immediately thought about saving the child. He was greeted by cheering crowds on Monday afternoon in the Parisian suburb of Montreuil, where he's been living in a hostel for migrants. More significantly, President Macron announced he'll be rewarded with his legal papers to remain in France and have a quick path to citizenship, which normally takes at least five years. I met a young hero this morning who showed himself this weekend. He told me what he'd achieved, what many of you have seen. So we have decided not just to give him legal status, but to start a naturalization procedure and offer him a placement with the Paris Fire Service so he can show the same heroism every day. That work will be unpaid civic service until Gassima gets his papers. Migrant support groups point out that while they're glad to see Gassima's bravery being celebrated, it's in sharp contrast to government policy, which seeks to deport as many people as possible who are, like Gassima, living in France without papers. Elena Casas, CGTN, Paris. You're back listening to Married to Change on Married to Change Radio Revamp. That's right. 
It is such a good atmosphere today, guys. We're at the last segment. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. I want you guys to hear this last and final segment and then be able to go back if you can and uh, play it again if you didn't have time to listen with the earphones. The first and the very last song on the um, recording are definitely to be listened to with earphones so you can get the full effect. And you definitely want the full effect. Let's get back to the show. This is also another reason why I like things like social media and other platforms like Twitter and things like that that offer um, the free thinker uh, a place to express themselves. You know, um, it's being suppressed a lot, but there's more knowledge and love and uh, understanding coming out than not. You know, um, it, it's it's an awakening going on that's almost happening virally to infect the internet and all sources like alike because they've allowed us to do those things like erase borders. Um, if I'm talking to you free, uh, on a platform like Facebook, I can call you on messenger and I can talk to you versus calling you, uh, collect or what they used to call collect, which is per minute. You have to pay. I've had some of the longest conversations with people that live days away from me you know I mean seriously and we have the exact same mind frame and all I hear most of the time from people is you sure you're from America I don't understand what that means am I sure I'm from America uh, I hear a lot of insults at times about American people tending to be sleepwalkers or not uh, that intelligent um, I'm proud of what I'm seeing go on not just in America, but across the world right now. We realize we are having the instinct that very soon we're going to need one another. We might want to start writing people's phone numbers down. We might want to start writing people's addresses down again. Having um, people in our prayers and in our thoughts that may have done things that are wrong to us or we have wronged other people. It's just time to put all that down, especially when you're thinking of situations about uh, the cancer rates being as high as they are. That means that on a spiritual level, something has manifested outward from your body. Something has been eating away at you for so long that it has formed a cancer because you can't forgive. You can't let go. You can't remove your ego. You can't sit in a, that other person's uh, seat for a second and think of the fact that, okay, knowing that there's no way that maybe, sure, maybe you and that person think similarly. But they, they also are an individual. So you have to take yourself out of, your, your shoes for a second and think from someone else's angle and say, 
I wonder how, oh, okay, I could see how that person could take that. Listen, this was a misunderstanding. I am so sorry. Intentionally or unintentionally, I take responsibility for the energy that I'm putting out. If we just live like that alone, the rebuild would be so easy. We'd be probably the highest form of civilization yet. Because that's all that's waiting to happen for us to survive, is for us to work together, for us to have a team that replants the soil, for us to have a team that uh, you know takes care of the air, for us to have a team that takes care of the water, the marine life. You know, these things matter. You have to have teams developed with the most efficient knowledge possible. And that knowledge might not always be right where you are. Maybe the person that holds the highest knowledge for, for water is somebody like Dr. Komodo. He already left this plane, but he, but he left behind information that we can use to this day that tainted water can be treated with frequency. Well, your body is made up of water, a large percentage of water. So what if you start tuning your frequencies in to health and well-being, to harmony, to wholeness, to working together, to uh, contributing something that, like Dr. Komodo, that will last way after you're gone, but have uh, effects that can last a lifetime, you know. These are the types of things, the goals that we need to be thinking about as, as, as a community because we are the community of the world, of the earth, okay? I mean, we all have one planet. That's it. So, you know, we need to take care of it and we need to understand that it takes care of us and honor that. Even when you're upset, use words of love, because God is love. Allah is love. Jehovah is love. So don't let your expressions, even of anger, be confused or misconstrued. Turn them into ways of expression that can be understood by using words of love.